Well, I am with Noah today and uh, very grateful for this opportunity. Noah, why don't you uh, present yourself? We're speaking to our missionary friends, um, those that are out there serving the Lord, our co-laborers. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself to them, tell them a little bit what's going on, and then I'll, I'll jump into some questions. Sure, yeah. Um, Noah interest in Wilkerson, um, Lord willing, heading to the country of Mozambique in Southeast Africa. Uh, we just uh, wanted to jump on here and kind of talk through our, our story just quickly about what God has allowed us to go through with our daughter, Eleni. Uh, in the recent months, and just kind of um, just kind of hash out and uh, talk about some of those things and some of the things that God has been teaching us. Okay, so uh, take us back a little bit further. Um, when was Eleni born, and when did you begin finding out that there were some complications, even before birth? And then, uh, so take us maybe through some of this. Um, obviously, you already have one son, sharp-looking young man, and uh, so tell us his age, and then go and uh, start sharing some of the complications. Yeah, sure. So we were just, you know, excited. Um, finished our internship there in South Africa and began, um, finished our internship with Vision Baptist Missions and just kind of began the process of de- deputation and just excited and anticipating uh, what that season held for us. Uh, just a young a young couple. We didn't have Logan at the time. Tristan was pregnant. Uh, just began the deputation trail, anticipating what God could do. Um, and then Logan was born, kind of finished out deputation with him. Um, we we're coming to the near, near end of our deputation, uh, reaching about 75, 80%, I think is what it was. Um, and Eleni was, we found out about our daughter, um, uh, my wife being pregnant, of course, with Tristan, with, uh, Tristan being pregnant with Eleni. Um, and, you know, we didn't, we didn't think anything of it. You know, she was just going to be a healthy little baby like Logan and just continue on with that and started making plans for the future uh, when we're going to leave for the field. And uh, a, couple, a few months prior to her birth, which, has been, would have, which would have been October of uh, 21, um, doctors said, you know, there's going to be some complications with the pregnancy and, uh, through ultrasounds and things, they started seeing cleft lip and palate. Um, you know, we were kind of heartbroken by that, having uh, a cousin through that has gone through that since he was a little boy, um, close cl- cousin of mine, uh, knew the complications that that entailed. And some people knew, uh, maybe, you know, of people that have that. And so, you know, it's not just a small thing and it, we knew it was going to take some correcting surgeries and, um, with that also comes different things. And so they began telling us that she was probably going to have something called hydrocephalus, which was fluid in the brain. And that, um, you know, it's just going to expand too quickly. She wasn't going to make it to full term and begin preparing, uh, for a 30, about 36 weeks is the max that she was going to live. And, uh, then she was going to be born still birth and, you know, we're gonna have a funeral and things move on. And we just kind of thrown this, um, kind of towards the tail end of our deputation period. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, obviously God changed that mm-hmm. and, uh, she was born. Uh, still some complications, and uh, ever since she was born, um, you've been in and out of the hospital a lot, so maybe you could bring us up to speed from there. Yeah, I think it was a little bit of, um, you know, anticipation of going to the mission field. You know, this is our life, and sometimes we as human beings can, uh, you know, we're we're fallen, right? And so I think uh, some of our hope was our identity even was found in being missionaries to this country that we had told all these people that we were going to and these churches and pastors and uh, people we presented the ministry to. And so our, our identity became wrapped up in that. Maybe not Tristan's as much as mine, um, but, you know, I began, you know, saying like, God, what's happening here? You're kind of taking this all away. And is this, the dream began to die um, because uh, she was diagnosed with a few syndromes that were going to, that weren't in, that didn't end up being. Um, Dandy Walker syndrome was one of them. And um, we just began researching that and just brainstorming and like, God, I mean, this girl can never live, you know, and especially in a third world country. And she was born, of course, um, she was born and they diagnosed her to be completely blind. Um, and then they, they, they were just running a lot of tests trying to figure out what the syndrome was. It wasn't just cleft lip and palate. There were some other things that were on top of that. So the cleft lip and palate was what you could see, but they said, you know, um, neurologically and things that with her development are going to be different. They just couldn't pinpoint that. 
And so, yeah, we just spent a ton of time in the hospital back and forth with different specialists. We were at the CHOA system, um, Children's Healthcare of Atlanta here, and just met with um, 10, to, 10, 10 different specialists on every different uh, spectrum of um, de- child development, especially the pediatric department. And, uh, you know, just seeking God and just asking God what's going on here and going through different uh, struggles and, you know, thinking that the dream was going to, uh, of, of being missionaries was dying and, uh, you know, what was going to happen. And um, it was in that time that Tristan and I just kind of got together and just we had a lot of tears together, shared a lot, shed a lot of tears together, just going into the NICU. She was in NICU for about 90 days, a little past 90 days, and just back and forth every day to the NICU, um, seeing her staying overnight, different different things. And so uh, basically they come to find out that she was diagnosed with something called CHARGE syndrome. And that's kind of the bulk of her. Uh, if it was just cleft lip and palate, you know, that's more of a cosmetic thing. They can repair that. But the syndrome on top of that is what's going to be a lifelong thing for Elaney. And um, we're learning that. We're learning the scope of that. CHARGE is an acronym, and it stands for different uh, things that, that follow this syndrome. And so it's a daily it's a daily thing. We find out new things about her. Um, it's a, a thing that we're just kind of coping with daily. You know, what it looks like, what is her life going to look like? Um, what are the dreams that Tristan has for her and I have for her that maybe will not come to pass? Will she be with us the rest of our lives? You know, we don't really know uh, what God has in store. And so now it's more navigating, Lord, what does this look like for us uh, moving forward? And, um, you know, how does your, your plan and your will play into this and you know what do we need to learn I think something I had to learn early on is as a young man that didn't go through many trials I lived a very sheltered life and very comfortable life praise the Lord for that but this is the first big thing that I went through and so I didn't know how to lament I didn't understand the the process of lamentations and I didn't want to accuse God of being um, I didn't want to share my heart with him but one thing I began to learn through this thing is um, through this, this trial and many of you have experienced things probably even greater than Elaine's situation I'm not trying to compare sizes but we've all been through issues and um, you know, sometimes uh, it, it, we don't want to accuse the Lord. We don't want to say, Lord, this is what this is what I feel. But I begin realizing throughout the book of Psalms and especially in the Lamentations that these these writers just poured their heart out before the Lord and just told him, showed him what's on their heart. And it, it wasn't wrong. What I realized is that doing that, in so doing that, um, we recognize God's power and recognize that God alone is the one who's in control. And if I don't lament to him, if I don't tell him what's going on, then, then I'm saying you know, maybe I can do it myself or there's another there's another power, another being I can go to. And that's just not true. There's only one person. Uh, uh, God is in control. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And he's in control. He's, he's sovereign over his creation. And so going to before him, that was, that was probably my best uh, coping mechanism. Can't really speak for Tristan necessarily. She had her own ways and, and tactics of going through that and um, a little bit of a different perspective as well, you know, ministry and, you know, what does it look like for our family as a leader versus as a mother and, and then as a father for her, you know, we had different perspectives as man, man and uh, male and female. Um, but anyway, I think that it kind of speaks a little bit to, to where we are now. It's just more of a daily, uh, God, what are you doing? We want to be sensitive to your will. How does this play into what you've called us to do in the kind of Africa? And um, yeah. Well, no, I appreciate that. And uh, for all our friends that are listening, um, I, I do ask you um, genuinely that we'd be praying uh, for the situation, uh, for sweet little Eleni, um, for Noah and for Tristan. For whatever reason, uh, God doesn't always show us. And it, it seems like in one way, it'd be easier if God gave us a 30,000 foot view that we could see the whole thing. Right. But sometimes God shows us one you know step at a time. You know, we see throughout the Bible that uh, our daily bread, um, mm-hmm. the lamp, you know, that shines to our feet. It doesn't go any further. And so we see all these little things. And I'm not sure what what God's plan, and, you know, God forbid that I would presume or I don't know. But I do know, one, that uh, all of us can be praying. Two, I do know that we can be faithful through all this thing. And three, I do know that we could trust God 
Um, and it might be different from my seat. And so uh, forgive my um, arrogance of saying, you know, uh, you need to pray through this. Not at all. I think all of us do. Um, we don't know what the what God would have, you know. Um, will God turn everything around and just uh, clear up? Uh, we don't know uh, when God will say, you know, no, it's time to go. But we do know that God is still in control. Nothing takes him by surprise. He doesn't say, wake up and say, oh, man, I never expected this one. Um, let me ask you this, Noah, maybe some uh, questions. When you go through, because our friends um, that are listening, all of us have or will go through difficult times. And like you said, let's not be silly and compare. But when we go through different times, we have a responsibility, especially as men, to help our wives uh, go through those things. How are some ways that we as men can help our wives uh, go through those so that they don't feel like, and I think our tendency as men would be, um, you know, I am, and when we say the next, you know, whoever we are, it's automatically that title that we give ourselves, right. you know, ministerial title or what we do, um, but that's not necessarily who we are. Um, so how, you know, we could run on that path. How can we help our wives when there's difficult times? Yeah, I think um, one passage that I've really been meditating on recently and kind of studying out um, from, my own, um, from my own walk with this situation it would be Romans chapter 12, when the Holy Spirit kind of instructs the Apostle Paul, of course, to write to the, to the Roman believers about different spiritual gifts. And, and that's something that I've had to kind of cope with and begin to understand as a young man with ambition and drive and you know, want to do these different things. Um, having them gives differing according to the measure sure. of faith. Uh, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. So God gives different people different spiritual gifts. And so, for instance, my wife, she's, um, if you look at that list, she's full of mercy. And so um, that mercy is, is uh, that's, that's her big thing, versus mine is like, I want to, you know, I want to lead in, in this area. And so we have to understand that different spiritual gifts are given to each person and how to minister that spiritual gift. Just because she doesn't have as much maybe ambition or drive or faith as, as, as I do doesn't mean that she's any less. She's sure. just, as, just as valuable and just as um, profitable for the ministry. And she's recognizing that spiritual gift in her versus ver- coming back to me as well. Like she could say, why don't you have as much sympathy in this situation? Um, well, we're just built different. That's the thing. And so working with my wife through this, we've been meditating on Romans 12 together and looking through that and saying, you know, what's the, how do we biblically uh, respond to one another? Let love be without dissimulation. Um, let's, let's love one another. Let's seek out um, what, what, this, what this looks like um, in honor, preferring one another, verse number 10, right? And so it's just it, constantly we're given these blueprints of how to deal with each other. When it comes to, especially when trial hits, I think your spiritual gifts begin to, um, they have to because you go to what God's given you and they begin to blossom even more so. And so they begin to rise to the surface. And so I've been able to see Tristan's spiritual gifts more at play versus my spiritual gifts more at play. And I think one of the things that we're dealing with right now is, you know, the future is un- uncertain, but we don't want to move forward with fear. Um, you can either, I've heard a message recently, you can either provoke God with fear or you can please God with faith. And regardless of the situation, we don't want to act in fear. So we don't want to pull back or do something out of fear. We want to move forward by faith because without faith, it's impossible to please God. And uh, he that cometh unto God must be that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And so at this season, it's like, what does faith look like? What does faith every day look like versus fear every day? I think it's so easy we can be um, pulled back by fear and um with Tristan's spiritual gifts, she's already highlighted, you know, there's, there's fears in her heart towards these things. And, um, you know, it's my job as a man to come in and not just negate those fears and beat her over the head with a baseball bat, but rather just lovingly lead her in faith. And I think, uh, that's going to please the Lord, whatever step that looks like, whatever path that may lead in your own life, um, listener or in our lives, you know, we have to move forward by faith. That's just, that's, that's the, 
that's the crux of it all is God, you're in control. What is our night? What does this day look like in faith, not fear? Amen. And as God uh, will show us, you know, God may never show us the completed path. Uh, It is that daily walk. And uh, there we get our daily renewal from God. Um, And it is amazing. No, I don't know why, but when there are difficult times, it seems like the word of God is more alive in one sense. The, the Psalms are sweeter, and uh, we hear God a little bit clear. And none of us wish that upon us, but um, God seems to work that way. No, you found, I, I know you've told me um, since then, you've gotten on maybe Facebook groups, on different groups, and you found other people. And it's is it surprising how many other people are going through difficult seasons as well? Yeah, I think so, for sure. You know, you can kind of get get the idea of, um, you know, woe is me. You know, I'm the sure. only one going through this, and that's just not true. Right. Uh, I think every, every even Isaiah experienced that, right? And right. Uh, many, many prophets of God. Am I the only one here? And God's like, no, no, I have a remnant. Sure. And the thing is, even if these remnants aren't aren't born again, God still used them to minister to us. Sure. And so there's people that are going through trials and tribulations and situations. And, um, you know, having that, um, you know, helping each other, iron sharpens iron. And we're very thankful for the ones that have gone through these seasons and have helped minister to us that are like minded in faith and practice, but even the ones that aren't, you know, God still uses them in, in our lives, to, whether it's encouraging or, um, you know, encourage us in certain, certain ways. We hope they're born again, and that's, that's what we're seeking after is like-minded. But yeah, I think it is surprising to see how many people are going through situations and, and tribulations uh, the same as us. Amen. And, and, and Noah, let me um, say this was a word of encouragement and then ask you a question with it as well. Um, you know, when we can't see exactly the path uh, we're supposed to continue moving forward. You know, God told Abraham to get thee hence to a land I'll show you. And then God didn't seem to speak to him again for a long time. But Abraham was supposed to continue on the journey that God laid out before him until God showed him the next way. And sometimes in our lives, I think um, we don't see and we want to hurry up. God, no, 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 I need to know. Do I go right after this block or not? You know, hurry up and show me that. But when he doesn't, we're supposed to proceed forward. And I encourage you, proceed forward. But how at the same time, I'm sure you've come to moments, um, you know, privately in your own heart, in your own life, whether you've shared those with Tristan or not, that you've maybe faltered on faith, like, Lord, what in the world, God? Um, how do I know? When do I know? How do you, let me ask you this so that you could help those that are listening. As you go through this, not knowing what God's next step is, you know, obviously desiring and hoping, and we all are praying for the next step. Um, you've even laid down dates, and I think all that's great. Whether God allows or not, that's obviously in his hand. So how do you not let your faith falter? What are some things that you have done, practical things that you've done in your life that God helps you when you get low on faith? And you say, no, God, I got to keep moving forward until you show me the next step. Sure. Um, I think obviously the Holy Spirit in our lives is alive. And another person, the other thing that's alive is the Word of God. And it's, um, according to Hebrews, it's quick and powerful and sharper than two-edged sword, piercing even to dividing asunder of the joints and marrow. And it's a sort of the thoughts and intents of our heart. And it knows what we're thinking. It knows what we're, what we're feeling. And so there's been many moments when I didn't want to get into God's Word. I didn't want to read um, the Word of God. But I know that if I go to that book, that I get to know the author of that book, and the author meets with me. I mean, how many books you go to that the author meets with you right. unless you read yeah, one of Jeff, Bo- Jeff Bush's books? Right? <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, how many times can you meet with the author? But the sure. Bible is one of those amen. books that you can meet with, and, and he'll meet with you. And um, and I listen to a lot of messages and uh, podcasts and things of men of God who know the Bible and who can communicate the Bible well, because yeah. uh, that's the only that's our, that's our only hope of, of something that's alive that we can go to every single day, other apart from the Holy Spirit. Amen. And you know, God's given a lot of us, um, all of us, different tools, whether it's a uh, you know, the songs that come out of your heart, right? Or it's those friends that God has put in your life, or it's those um, 
you know, spiritual leaders, you have your dad, you have many friends, you have people you look up to. Um, God gives us a lot of different things, and uh, even our church family. Right now, I believe you guys are um, attending when you can to learn sign language. Is that mm-hmm. correct? That's right, yeah. And uh, so maybe even getting more tool, but you know, we, we follow what God has given us to continue on the path that God has placed us on. And we may never forget that. No, I appreciate your time today. Appreciate you opening up your heart. And I pray dear friends that are listening, may all of us be faithful to pray uh, for Noah, for Elaney, for Tristan, for Logan, uh, but pray one for another, right? We, we all need every one of us. And that's a, a beautiful tool that God's given us, that prayer to take us others before the throne of grace, right? And so, no, I appreciate your time. Thank you. And God bless you guys tremendously. Thanks so much.